Hello and welcome to another edition of The Stew with JT Brew. I'm your host, Justin Taylor, here on the Dynasty Pros YouTube football channel. Thanks for joining us. We are going to talk about college football week seven picks coming up right now. Stick with us. You're in The Stew. Uh, you up on trades and wire moves, you ain't designed to lose Find you jumping over seemingly nothing, racking up points Makes the game a little more fun to watch, can drop release We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard Quite obviously not a scrub to start an institute Make evaluations like a commissioner do It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room Update your roster and pick and choose when you get some news Not much that we enjoy more than sifting through sifting through new statistics To make it to our end zones through different groups Universities, institutes, down to homies who click in groups I introduce Thanks for joining us on the Stew Week 7 college football season. Big games this week. Let's jump into it and talk about a few of the big ones. One everybody's kind of talking about this week. Pac-12, Oregon at Washington. It's minus three, over under 67 and a half. Two big teams there, number seven, number eight in the country. Whoever wins this one's going to have the inside track in the Pac-12. Obviously, USC is still out there. they got a big game with Notre Dame that we'll talk about here shortly. But this is the first huge head-to-head game in the Pac-12. Washington took care of Oregon last year. Oregon's got maybe the more impressive wins this year. But these two teams are all offense all day. They are putting up points. Two of the funnest teams in the nation to watch. Oregon comes in second in the nation, 51.6 points a game. Washington's third at 46 points a game. So obviously, like I said, these guys putting it up. Washington first in yards per game, 569 a game. Oregon second at 557. So no surprise at all when this one's 67 and a half is the over-under. Ton of points putting up these teams. It just screams at me, take the over, take the over, take the over. I think these teams are going to be excited. I think they'll get some stops in here. I have a feeling this team, there's going to be a lot of points scored down the stretch. This one, I'm leaning two different ways. I'm leaning Washington at the minus three. I think they can win at home. If you get them at two and a half, jump on that. Um, I love them at the minus three. I'm also liking the over in this game. 67 and a half seems really big, but you got two teams basically scoring Almost 100 points uh, combined a game, 67 and a half. I don't mind taking the over on that. I'm actually going to talk about a bet later where I move it down just a little bit and take the over. But those are my plays there. Just talked about it. USC, the other big Pac-12 team, they're at Notre Dame. A little cachet is missing from this game. A little of the shine uh, rubbed off with Notre Dame losing last week to Louisville. Uh, that one was a tough loss by them after the big win at home against Ohio State. Somehow, line came out. Notre Dame's minus three right now. The over under is sixty and a half. I'm liking USC there at the at the plus three for them getting the points. Notre Dame did not look great against Louisville. USC, their defense has been awful. They haven't been able to stop anyway anyone. But Caleb Williams has just been lights out. The guy just keeps winning football games for them. They've not covered against anyone. This is the first game of the year that they haven't been. Uh, a three touchdown favorite. So USC, the dog for the first time, I actually like them in that scenario. Notre Dame is going to run the football. That's if they're going to win, they're going to have to play defense and run the ball, try to keep it away from this USC offense. Cause again, USC, they got to score points because this defense lets everybody stay in the games. So that's, what's going to be interesting there. A uh, big win USC overtime last week 
I told everybody to take USC against Arizona. I blew that one yet again. I got to quit betting on USC uh, when they're huge favorites because they just don't cover it against anybody. They let everyone stay in it. Uh, but on this one, again, like I said, I like them taking the plus three points. I think it's going to be a Caleb Williams show. I don't think USC is going to be able to run very well against Notre Dame. Notre Dame has been really stout against the run for most of the year. But I think Caleb Williams uh, – He's just the best player in the nation, defending Heisman Trophy winner. I think he can do enough by himself. He's got some guys around him. They're hoping to get Zachariah Branch back. If he gets back, that helps out big time with the passing game. Uh, I'm on the USC uh, plus three in this game. I like that. Colorado at Stanford. Colorado's been one of those teams we talked about. Everybody's been betting them all year, the Dion factor. Right now, it's sitting at minus 11. Colorado hasn't been able to blow out anyone. The two-score win against Nebraska was their biggest win of the year. Everything else has been a one-score game other than when they absolutely got smoked by Oregon. Um, They played tough at home against USC, a game they were way down in and came back the other day. This one feels like the points are way too high. Minus 11. I was a little shocked that it was only like four, four and a half last week against Arizona State, and then we saw why. They just could not get it together against Arizona State. They end up with a huge drive at the end of the game, hit a field goal at the buzzer to win it uh, by three, but then you saw why it was four and a half. I was hoping this game would be more in the minus six, minus seven being at Stanford. It's 11. That seems too high for me right now. Stanford only won in four, but they played uh, – they play teams fairly tough. I mean, they're going to be at home off a bye week. They've got a pretty good coaching staff. That one might be a little too high for me. I'd like to take Colorado, but right now I just don't think you could take them to win by two scores when they haven't done it all year. I'm probably staying away, uh, leaning a no play on this game. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people, though, been jumping on Stanford if they can get them out at 11 and a half or 12. Uh, people kind of been doing that. A big game for me this week, Missouri at Kentucky, trying to get past the loss last week to LSU. I had Mizzou on the cover there. I They were covering the entire game. They actually looked like they were going to win. Um, I had them uh, plus seven and a half in an alternate line. I also had them in a money line. Looked like they were going to be in position to do that through the pick at the end of the game. Ended up not covering as they lost by double digits. Unbelievable, terrible, bad beat there. Now Missouri goes on the road at Kentucky, who actually got slaughtered by Georgia last week. Georgia's put it to them. Currently, the line is anywhere from two and a half to three for Kentucky. Over-unders, 51 and a half. So this game, uh, looked at it, quite a few things could go different ways. Most people are on Kentucky right now. It's pretty much a pick them there at home night game. That kind of leans Kentucky's favor. Kentucky's won seven out of the late last eight in this series. They've had some wild games that Missouri probably should have won. They've had some crazy plays happen um, that got Kentucky victories. The running game, Ray Davis, he had two on, over 200 yards against Florida, uh, was shut down a little bit against the Bulldogs. That's where Missouri's been struggling on defense. Diggs and LSU ran all over them. The only thing is Daniels was a big runner at QB for LSU. Leary for Kentucky is not going to do that. He's not going to run like Daniels did last week. So for the Missouri, for them to win, they've got to contain Ray Davis, 653 yards and eight touchdowns already this year. Devin Leary was a guy transferred from NC State. I actually liked the transfer. I thought he was going to be really good here for Kentucky. He has been awful this year. 
Right now, he's completing about 54% of his passes. He's like over 35% off target uh, percentage, which is crazy high. He's already thrown five picks this year. Hasn't thrown an interception the last two games. We'll start off the year with five picks in like the first three or four games. So he's kind of struggled. On the other side, Brady Cook is someone Missouri fans were a little down on at the beginning of the year. Weren't sure about him. He had offseason surgery. He has looked like he's bounced back. He has looked fantastic. Hadn't thrown a record, uh, a pick in a record amount of attempts in SEC play until last week through two against LSU. That kind of cost him, but he's been solid. And then Luther Burden has just been amazing. The Missouri wide receiver, East St. Louis product. Guy has been lights out, leads the nation in receiving yards. He has been unbelievable. If you check my X page, I threw a little uh, player prop bet before the game. I had all the Luther head, or sorry, Luther burden overs. And I had all the Malik neighbor for LSU overs two of the top wide receivers in the country hit everything, but a burden touchdown. And I missed the neighbors receptions by one almost had a big one. I think that one was plus six ninety. just missed it. Uh, but Luther burden has been phenomenal. I know the pundits say take Kentucky. Everybody's leaning Kentucky. I'm leaning Missouri at the plus three. I think this game is going to be tight. I think it's going to be real close. I think Missouri can win it. I'm going to take the points if I can. Another bet I really like in this game is the over. It's 51 and a half. Missouri has not been stopping anybody lately. They've been putting up points in every game. Almost all every game they've had this year has gone over 50. Uh, So I think that is something that definitely could happen. And Kentucky, they've been able to move the ball on some teams outside of last week against Georgia. So I like the over in that one as well. Moving on to the Big Ten, the biggest matchup this week is one loss Iowa against one loss Wisconsin. It's a minus 10 for Wisconsin. Over under is 34 and a half. That tells you everything. 34 and a half in a college game. In a college game. This game is going to be ugly. Iowa can't score. Wisconsin was supposed to have this new offense, throwing the ball around, putting up points, super high-powered. Uh, the coaching staff coming from North Carolina who just piled up the points the last couple of years with Drake May hasn't happened this year. Both these teams have kind of won ugly. They both rely, have relied on the run game and the defenses. I think the same thing is going to happen here. I'm fading this game all around. The 10 and a half. Iowa could stick in this because I think this game could be ugly. I don't like Iowa at all, but I think they have enough that they could make this a one-score game. And then the 34-and-a-half, I mean, the fact that I'm not comfortable going either way on that uh, tells you everything. I could easily see this game being a 10-7 game, or I could see turnovers, the offenses play bad, takeaways, and they set each other up, and this thing somehow goes over. I don't like this game at all. I'm avoiding the Big Ten game of the week this week i'm out on that one going back to the pac-12 which seems like it's had some of the best matchups of the year so far ucla number 18 at number 15 oregon state we were on oregon state a couple weeks ago at washington state they weren't able to make the play and cover they're three and a half at home over under 54 and a half i'm back on the beavers i think the beavers get it done here at home Minus three and a half against UCLA. Obviously, if you can push that for a couple points, get it down to minus three. I like that better. So I'm definitely buying the half a point if I can. Common component uh, opponents in this one: the Beavers beat Utah and San Diego State, but lost at Washington State. 
UCLA won at home last week against Washington State. They also beat San Diego State, but they lost at Utah and their only loss of the year. Um, the UCLA offense, I like Dante Moore, the freshman QB. He's looked really good, true freshman. Problem is, when they went to Utah, really struggled to move the football. Lost 14-7 to in that game. Just couldn't get the offense together. It's going to be hostile there uh, up in Corvallis for Oregon State. I think the Beavers' defense is going to give them problems on the road as a freshman. Always tough. The Beavers have a nice run uh, run pass mix. Damian Martinez, huge fan of him running back out of Oregon State. The sophomore, I just love what he brings. I think Oregon State bounces back. A couple losses, a couple tough loss three weeks ago again uh, to Washington State. I think Oregon State keeps it rolling here and stays in the mix in the Pac-12. I've got them at the minus three. Like I said, I'm buying the hook and taking them at minus three. A couple other games I like this week. There's quite a few buys, so there's not as many matchups, but a couple games I got an eye on. Miami at North Carolina. Right now, minus three and a half for UNC. Over-under is 57 and a half. Miami took one of the worst losses you can take last week against Georgia Tech. They got to the end of the game. They played ugly turnovers. It was awful all night. They somehow were still up, could have got the victory. All they had to do was take a knee, hand it off the running back. He fumbles. Georgia Tech recovers, turns around, and throws a 40-plus yard touchdown pass on the last play of the game where two guys get beat deep for Miami and they throw a deep touchdown when they couldn't do anything on offense all day. Deep touchdown to win it at the buzzer. Tyler Van Dyke, Miami quarterback. At times, he looked really good. Sometimes I've liked him. Sometimes I haven't. He threw three picks that absolutely murdered the Hurricanes. I had them as one of my favorite plays of the week at minus 20. I thought that was a game they should absolutely roll Georgia Tech. They should have. They played ugly. They played terrible. Georgia Tech stayed in it. It was a brutal loss. I tried to get on Miami and live bet them, and they blew that too as they just could not pull together in that game. On the other side, the Tar Heels, they looked phenomenal last week. They absolutely shredded Syracuse. Syracuse, a team that got off to a good start, lost to Florida State in a tough one, thought maybe they could bounce back at North Carolina. No go. North Carolina absolutely handled them in every phase of the game they looked fantastic drake may a lot of people have him as the number two qb in this draft behind caleb williams he struggled a little bit he's fallen on some people's drafts list uh lists but he finally got his top two wide receivers back for the first time this year tez walker and nate mccollum both played both had really good games drake may put out his best game best performance of the year 442 yards passing, three TDs, ran for another 55 and a touchdown. He looked great. Looked like the old Drake May we saw last year when everybody was about him. I'm buying the hook again at this one. I'm getting it down to three. I feel confident UNC actually beats him by more than that. But I'm going to take it. I'm going to buy it. I'm taking US, UNC minus three against a Miami team that just absolutely crushing loss last week. And I think UNC takes the momentum from the big win, and they take it at home. A game that's out there is a little crazy. So I've seen a lot of movement on this game. Toledo at Ball State. Ball State has been horrendous this year. They're usually not a bad program. They're usually in the mix. They've just not been good. They've lost to a lot of bad teams. They lost by double digits to a bad Eastern Michigan team, which is scary. 
Toledo, on the other hand, has been one of the favorites in the MAC this year. They have not played great. They've won five straight after losing the opener by two to Illinois. They haven't blown people out, but they've looked solid in most of those games. I've seen a lot of people jumping on Ball State thinking, hey, maybe at home they stay in this game. Maybe they keep it close. I just can't do it. I can't take Ball State. Common opponents in this one, Toledo beat Western Michigan 49-31. On the other side, Ball State lost to Western Michigan 42-24. So they go from an 18-point win to an 18-point loss as the one common opponent. Uh, They've had some other ones that other teams have played, the same teams they played. 16.5 is really high. I'm not 100% sure Toledo gets over that. If I'm taking a straight-up play on this, I'm probably taking the over 45-and-a-half. Ball State hasn't had a great offense. Toledo's been pretty solid on offense, putting up points in, in the 20s most game. I could see taking the over in this one. I'm going to put together a play with this game, but I'm going to move the line a bit because I just don't 100% like currently where that's sitting. Now I'm going to jump in here, throw up a couple of my bets – uh, including some of these games, some things I like uh, this week. If you're watching here on the on YouTube or Twitter, you'll see it at the bottom of the screen. That first one I'm going to show you, eh, I'll put it up. It's a three-pick parlay, Oregon-Washington. There's a couple booths uh, sitting out there on DraftKings and FanDuel right now on this game. I jumped in over 62.5, Washington minus three, and then Washington over four and a half total touchdowns. It's a three pick parlay right now. They've got a $25 max on it. It's plus 324 with the 50% boost. I like that pick. I think Washington wins this game. I moved the line down to 62 and a half. I think that goes over. I think this is easily both teams scoring in the 30s. And then I think Washington. Again, I think they scored 35, 40 points in this game. So I've got them over four and a half touchdowns. So with the boost on DraftKings, that 50% boost, I've got the odds at plus 324. That's Washington, Oregon over 62 and a half on an alternate line, Washington minus three, and then Washington over four and a half touchdowns in the pick three. Now, uh, the other one, another big game that they're seeing, there's quite a few boosts out there. We'll pull this one up. It's USC Notre Dame. So, a few of them have some boosts sitting out there. I'll run down kind of what I'm looking at for this game. I told you earlier, I think Notre Dame can run the ball. I think it's going to be the Caleb Williams show passing the ball. This is a, this is a little bit of a long shot here. That's a seven pick parlay with a 50% boost on FanDuel. It's plus 1,769. So 50% boost on FanDuel, plus 1,769. I've got Caleb Williams, plus 275 passing yards. He's hit that in every game but one this year. Caleb Williams, two-plus passing touchdowns. Again, hit that in every game but one. Caleb Williams, anytime rushing TD, he's kind of been their best running back as far as getting out and getting in the end zone. Brendan Rice has been a, a... a help at receiver. I like him at plus 40 receiving yards as he's kind of slowly but surely become that number one for USC. Caleb Williams really likes to mix it up and pass it around, get a lot of guys involved. But I like what I've seen out of Brandon Rice lately, so I like that plus 40 for him. I think that's a, a, 
a reasonable number uh, that he can get to. And then on the other side, like I said, I like the Notre Dame rushing game. And that's where I'm going to go with Estime. So I've got Audric Estime over 70 rushing yards plus 70. I also got Audric Estime with an anytime touchdown. And then I also threw on USC plus three and a half. I actually took the extra hook on that one. And again, that's a seven pick parlay at plus 1,769 with a 50% boost on FanDuel. Now we're going to get into my JT parlay play of the day. As I always tell you, this is kind of my long shot bet. I like to throw in a crazy parlay with uh, insane odds. Feel free to break this down. Maybe two-team parlay, uh, three-team parlay. Don't necessarily have to get all of them in there together. I like to jump in there and take a chance. So I did an alternate line on Florida State against Syracuse. Got it down to minus 14. That's at minus 168. Washington at minus 3, at minus 102. Toledo, I took all the way down to 13. So they're at 60 and a half. I took them down to 13 at minus 163. I took the plus three on USC at minus 129 as I pushed it up. They were at three. Some books had them down to two and a half. I pushed it back up to three. I took the UNC at minus three at minus 131. I took Tennessee at minus three against uh, Texas A&M Aggies at minus 134. That was a total pick. Six pick parlay at plus 2,686 at DraftKings. So six pick parlay plus 2,686 on DraftKings. Again, I I moved alternate line Florida State down to minus 14. I took Washington at minus three. I alternated line Toledo down to minus 13. USC, I took it plus three. UNC, North Carolina at minus three. Tennessee, a game we didn't talk about, but I think they went at home against Texas A&M. I took them at minus three, put it all together. It's a plus 2,686 on DraftKings. I will post that JT parlay on my X page, so make sure to check that out. As we get closer to the, the week, there might be some games and some lines that move. I'll post some stuff there if there's some stuff that jumps out at me and games, things like that that I like. Make sure you check out this page subscribe to it like it leave me a comment if you got any games or things you're wondering about feel free to put them in there ask me i'll get back to you tell you what i like i don't like all that good stuff thanks for joining me here on the stew with jt brew i'm your host justin taylor find me on the x at jt orange like me there follow me there also follow uh jt brew stew on X to get all the everything we have on the show every time we have a gambling show or a fantasy football or hockey show Thanks for joining me. All your bets hit and the bad beats quit. Check you next time.